Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Our hosts here, Dan and Andy, we're on season three, episode number 30. How are you doing, Andy? I'm good. How about yourself? Very good. Today's June 13th, 2022, and we've got a whole episode of sports here for the listeners. Uh, we've got baseball, we've got NBA basketball finals, we've got NHL conference Stanley Cup. Yep, the cup. Uh, Wednesday, we've got baseball and all sorts of goodies, college baseball, and also the high school sport, high school state tournaments are uh, yeah. coming into full play. Where do you want to start first? Well, first of all, we'll start some news in on Major League Baseball. Forget that. It's one thing I saw just a little bit ago. Got to get my Mets plug in here for the day. Uh, the Mets just wrapped up a stretch of 22 games in 23 days. 16 of the games were played in the Mountain and Pacific time zones. Okay. Overall, they went 14 and 8 during that stretch. You know, everybody's saying how terrible they did in that stretch. 14 and 8 for an East Coast team playing out there. I don't think that's that bad. No. Off day today for the Mets, and then they are in Milwaukee. Oh, really? Okay. So Miller Park. Yes. But. Also, Major League Baseball, it's not been a good week if your name was Joe and you were a manager. Joe Girardi was fired. Joe Madden was fired. And uh, the funny thing about the Joe Madden one, I guess, the day before he got fired, he shaved his head into a mohawk to try to inspire the team. And was that the last straw? Maybe the manager from the mohawk that fired him for that. I don't know. I guess my point is, or my question is, who do you think are the next managers to get fired? And will these two guys show up next year as managers somewhere? Um, my little list of possibly to be fired managers, um, Dave Martinez with the Nationals, uh, Scott Service with the Mar- with the Mariners, which, yeah, the Mariners are doing kind of good, but they're doing kind of good in a bad division. So uh, Mike Matheny with the Royals, and then Don Mattingly with the Marlins. I've always liked Don Manley as a manager. I thought he did good at Dodgers before he got canned there. He's been good where he is. So if Manley does get canned either this year or throughout the year, I could see him repopping elsewhere. And I'd like to see Joe Madden down in in Florida with the Marlins. I think he could re-spark that team. That's a young team, good young team, get them going again. They might be what they're missing. That's my professional opinion. I don't think you'll see Girardi back managing again for a while. Um, Maybe he'd be better in a minor league role or, or show up at spring training to help and not as a manager, maybe a bench coach. Um, Scott service. I think was just, he's a nice guy. Thanks for trying. (laughs) Uh, Dave Martinez, again, he he's had his run. He's just, he's that borderline. I don't think he's quite manager material. If it was football, he'd be a great coordinator, just not a manager, you know, yeah. a coach. Um, and Mike Matheny with the Royals, pardon my language, but he's a stuck on a crappy team. So I can't tell you if he's a good manager or not. He did all right with Cardinals, but I think he's just got bad cards over there in St. in uh, Kansas City. So I think he could land elsewhere. I don't know if the guys the Angels and Phillies have now are going to be intern, interim or official. <laughs> Um, but I can see Matheny going elsewhere and Manley going elsewhere, but I don't see those two. Uh, they might finish the year with this team, but they won't be with their teams next year. Okay. 
Um, another well. game I heard was uh, Dave Roberts with the Dodgers. But you could say, wait, they just won a couple years ago and they've been in the World Series. But you look at that lineup, they should be blowing everybody away. They shouldn't be within a game. They should be 15 games up, 10 games up, you know. So if Dodgers don't do well in the playoffs, maybe Mr. Roberts. Yeah, they got a high bar set there. And like you said, one could get fired for not doing good enough, even though you're in the playoffs uh, every year, postseason. Yep. Yep. They're good, but they just, you know. Reading their own press clippings that they're too good, I don't know. Um, the Federal League, local baseball town stuff here. You follow that more, Dan. How Federal League has started now, correct? Yeah, the Federal League is is Minnesota's over 35 baseball league. They're six weeks into their season. In fact, their all-star game is already next week. And so the season moves along pretty quickly there. They've got an all-star game down in, um, it's in, I think it's in uh, Dundas, I believe, this year is the all-star game. They also tie that in with the Hall of Fame. The members uh, uh, vote on who's going to be in the, you know, what inductees will go into the Hall of Fame for the Federal League this year. And usually there's six or seven guys. Uh, I don't know if that has been announced uh, yet, but uh, they recognize those on Hall of Fame Day as well as having an all-star team put together. Of up to, uh, I think, two two players from each team qualify uh, to go there. And depending on how many people show up or not, they do that the same day. So that's okay. a that's a fun event. Uh, Chaska's hosted that in the past. St. Patrick has hosted. And that is a pretty fun deal. But like I said, six weeks in that they are really cruising through their schedule. And that comes up pretty quick. You know, they only play uh, really through the end of july and then they've got two weeks of really tournaments in august for the state tournament and uh, that usually wraps up 15th or 16th of the month and then they're done in august uh, already so they're about halfway through going clipping along they're at a pretty good clip now i got a trivia question andy i almost forgot forgot our trivia yes go ahead we can't forget that and you'll like this one it's a stat cast trivia question oh i love my stats now you might you may remember this when I made the news here this last week. Someone hit a home run on the slowest pitch ever. Statcast. What was the miles per hour tracked on a home run that was hit? This was uh, Kyle Higashioka from the Yankees against the Cubs. Oh, for the Cubs. Uh, no, it was against the Cubs. The Cubs against the, the Cubs. Frank Schwindel was the pitcher. You know, there it was an eighteen to four ball game, and you've talked about this in the yeah. past. They put a position player into pitch. Schwindel's lobbing them in there. 35 and, miles an hour was his pitch on that one. Yes. Oh, that was going to be the that was uh, going to be the trivia question. But now we'll move it. We'll make it the second. What is the second slowest pitch ever on Statcast that someone hit a home run? This week's was 35.1 miles an hour. Was the second also this year too, or no? I no, I don't think it was this year. Okay, uh, it was so slow, but not that slow. So the question is. What was the miles per hour on the pitch on the incoming pitch where a home run was hit actually when they started tracking this on StatCast? And usually, once again, these are position players who come in late yeah. in the game or a blowout. But the one this week was 35.1. I don't think I've even uh, you know, see, seen a pitch ever that slow, actually. I mean, not not – this pitch is faster than that, I think. Not the, not the majors, but, I mean, at, at any level. That's right. – and he threw a big rainbow, but – Yeah, it's and that's the like, part that bothers me. If they're trying to, to hit, throw the ball, it, I'd be okay. Yeah. 
when they're softball or little league lobbing it in there, that's the part that. Well, they called it. It looked like a beer league softball home run. Uh, yeah, this is what it looked like. So we'll get back to the trivia yeah. at the end. But uh, what was the second slowest pitch ever where someone hit a home run right. when Statcast was introduced? The slowest being thirty-five point one miles an hour. The lucky recipient was uh, Frank Schwindel on that record books. Uh, we'll get to that. But yeah, the Federal League is over thirty-five is going. The over fifty league started. They're one week into now to their season. They start late, uh, play fewer games, but you have to be over 50 years old to play in that in that league. So they're well underway now for that. Um, town ball. We had town ball here in, in, in the Watertown last week. Fox Nine. Yes. yes. Could you give us a little review, Andy, what it was the, like there, what, all the festivities they did? Well, first of all, intern Abby did do her job and got us a free hat. What Compliments of yes. State Farm. Ryan Gardner, State Farm, yes. Um, shameless plug there for them. It was a good time. Nice crowd out there. Um, I just wish we had that crowd every week, not just for this, but, uh, Watertown did win. We did win. Um, not a blowout like most of our games this year. Plato put up a good fight. Um, Watertown's had other games this year. We are now seven and oh on the season throughout the weekend, but it was a good time. Everybody had fun. Uh, the crowd had a good time. Um, Channel 9 staff was there. They all had fun with everybody. Uh, they had their free ice cream. I did not hear if anyone threw up in the jump house, though, in the bounce house. We, so we can't confirm nor deny. deny. Right. So, now, the okay. corn cob on a stick was very good. The sweet corn they had out there was was very good. That was good, yes. I got high ratings from the from our uh, surveys that we took. And like you they said. handed out some uh, trinkets there. We got all our free stuff. Watertown is seven and zero. They have not given up two or more runs in any game. Yeah, they've they've given, not given up, up more than one run a game. They've not given up any more than one run per game yet, and they've won all their games. So not only are they winning with offense, they're winning with also defense and pitching besides, and that's what gets you places in the state tournament. So they're going to go places. You know, a lot of people said last year they took second. It was smoke and mirrors. They were second, third their division. They should have never made it that far. But they did. Oh, well, like we talked about the rankings a couple weeks ago. One guy didn't even have them in the top 10 for preseason rankings. It's yeah. like, okay, I don't care if you were the worst team in the league and you made the finals. You should get a little love and at least be fifth in the preseason rankings, you know. Um, like most sports, we, we got everybody coming back, you know. Um, a lot of these tumble teams do. You don't have a lot of turnover. So that's the nice thing. If you're a good one, year, you're going to be good the next and the next. Um, because you can't really trade players. It is what it is. Uh, but it's a fun group out there. Um, all the teams have fun. Not just the local team here. But it's always fun to go watch those guys play because they're, they're hustling. They're trying. Federal League, uh, Town Ball, and the Pro River, or whatever league you're in, they're all trying and having fun. Um, the difference is, is when it's 10 to nothing or 8 to nothing, well, your pitchers are your other fielders. You don't have a 26-man squad. You have a 13- or 14-man squad. So I don't want you to hear us say we hate position players pitching and then go to a town ball game and watch a second baseman come in and pitch. That's different because, like I said, there's only like 14 guys on the team anyway. So Yeah, there's less, 
I think there's less bullpen activity to some extent because if you're already out there in the field, many times they'll switch out uh, an infielder to come in and pitch, and they'll just take their warm-up pitches, and they're good to go. They're not uh, using uh, only 15 pitchers. minutes to warm up, seven minutes to come in, yeah. But there are a lot of pitchers on town ball teams that that's all that they do. They will not right. – you won't see a plate appearance. Uh, you won't even see them DH. They will never, you know, hit the, hit the ball. So uh, a lot of these teams that are deeper – uh, they will um, only only pitch. And some teams, when you're a pitcher and you're a starter and you're not scheduled to start that night, um, you don't even have to necessarily even show up to the game. You know you're not going to play anyway. So we get some of some of that as well. Now, a lot of those the pitchers are also still pitching in college too. Is that the reason they don't bat and stuff? They they're still trying to advance their career. I think that could be the case. I know if you're playing Division One, you know D one at college. They will restrict how often or and what types of activities you do in the off season. And yeah. if you want to play amateur baseball, some coaches will say no. You know, we would rather not have you do that. Now, Division Two, II, Division Three, it's a free for all, and and a lot of times that's where you see your good pitchers come in at the town ball because they finish up their season. They got, you know, the team played forty five games or something, you know, sixty games already, and uh, you were a reliever, a back end starter, and I can have at it. Now you can be a front end starter. You can be the ace of your rotation. And uh, that gets to be interesting as well. But it's more division two, division three, you know, Northwestern uh, Crown College just finished coming out of the World Series. They lost their two games when they went into the division three national championship. But they had a great year. I think they went. uh, There was second place. 35, 36 wins. I think they had. And those are fun to watch because the. There's not really much restriction. You can come out and play. Uh, now, Luke Tupi from St. Cloud State threw two back-to-back no-hitters this year yep. in Division Two. He plays for New Prague. Uh, New Prague. No, he plays for St. Patrick Irish. Yep. And so he's going to take some time off because he did have an overworkload, basically, uh, yeah. working uh, there for St. Cloud. But I think he's going to come back and, and takes a couple weeks off here and start you know, in July and start. So he's going to be added to the rotation then. And so that's, they're really going to be tough to beat on some of these teams. You will see him in the playoffs. If not on the Irish, someone will pick him up. Yeah. And then when the, if you don't make the state tournament, uh, you will be entered into the draft uh, player, player pool, I should say. And pitchers is all they use now is, is three pitchers a team you can get. And it really helps round out your squad. And, you know, just as a, Want to be athlete when I was a kid? Maybe you can answer to this too. You're the third string or number three starter in your division two team or division three team. Now you go to your Tomo team, you're the ace, and you got to help them go through. That's going to help your mindset going into the next year that, hey, I'm better than my number three guy here. I got, I should try to push to be a, a one or two starter because, yeah, it was only town ball, but I helped lead a team to a championship. Yeah, it goes, going back. Because the, it's so competitive here in the state of Minnesota that uh, you can be even at a good a good college, good university pitching, and you're going to come in and face some good good teams and some good batters here in these leagues, whether it's the Crow River Valley League, DRS League, or state tournament uh, at this level. Uh, you've, got, you're, you've got some tough guys to get out at the plate, so it's a challenge. And so you can go back now into the next season for college, with a, I wouldn't say an inflated ego, but enough confidence that's that where take you over that next, over the hump. Um, some guys are just maybe used as relievers uh, in college, and then they get inserted now where you don't get many innings in college. Now you became a stud starter 
for a town ball team and you're able right. to go seven, eight innings and it's not, it's nothing. Yep. Yep. So and that's what makes it fun too, is these guys are coming in and busting tail. That's what's fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a fun time of year now with all the college being done, except for the D one, everyone now should be on those rosters. If they're interested in playing in the, uh, in the summertime, they're going to be loading up. They're going to be seeing full size rosters versus the end of April, beginning of May, you start seeing a lot of the, backup players in these town ball teams uh, uh, getting their uh, a couple starts here and there that they don't typically get. Then they go back into their reserve role when the season really kicks into gear when the college guys come back. Or you back. go back to always playing left field and not pitching so much or something. Yes, like you'll, you'll go back to your main your main role on that team. And then based on injury or if someone gets the uh, the, the COVID or injured yeah. you know, hurt, whatever, um, then those things will always come up and you want to have depth. But it's interesting. It's a fun time of year. Speaking of fun time of year, USFL is wrapping up its season. Um, more so the first so priority, the US, how's the fantasy team doing? Let's prioritize. Fantasy that. team, I got good news to report, Andy. Yeah. Semifinals, I won my fantasy league. The semifinals, I will be playing for the title. Uh, it's just an internet league I joined joined up for. Uh, There's maybe three or four of us that had good teams versus all eight in the league. Halfway through, the the rest of them weren't really caring too much about it. But uh, we'll have a good, we'll have the number one versus two team in the in the uh, finals uh, this coming you're, weekend is the fantasy football championships. You're probably playing some nine year old from New Jersey or something like that. You know? Yeah, there's. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I think the group that we're in, the team I'm playing, is from New Jersey. Let's see. It's probably some teenage uh, you know, kid yeah. on his uh, on his computer, big big sports fan. But yeah. he's got a good roster. I've got a good roster. That's fun. But the USFL League is 10 weeks long. They've just completed week nine. So there's one week of regular season games left. Now, this is the last week they're going to be held at Birmingham. And now they'll move to Canton, Ohio, and play the semifinals there at the Hall of Fame where the NFL starts each season with the Hall of Fame game, Canton, Ohio. They're going to play those games there, the semifinals, uh, both in Canton and in the championship the following week in Canton. And uh, Birmingham can't even have those games coming up because July they're going to be prepping in the city there for the, the annual every four years is the world games. Birmingham's hosting that and using that very stadium for their opening and closing ceremonies for the world games coming up in July. So Canton, Ohio had to take those on. Those will still be televised. Every game is televised for the USFL four teams make the playoffs out of eight and uh, they'll do two weeks semifinals for a weekend and then championship and then they're done they're done by july 4th weekend spring football is done so because right after that is the uh nfl teams report to camp uh, and, and the field in, the field in canton not only is the nfl use it for their exhibition um locally here though the minnesota vixen the women's professional football team that league has their championships in canton also i believe oh it is yes so these little small independent leagues like stuff still go to Canton for their championships, which is, I think, great that that facility does that. It, and they put some use just for NFL. It's they put some renovations and updates yeah. and upgrades uh, into that stadium too. And yeah. I think it, it may hold fifteen twenty thousand. It's a smaller a smaller yeah. field, but it's it's a good venue, and that's they've always keep that up to speed. So that should be fun for both of these uh, these events. Okay, I'd like to know that does Ohio have their state football tournament there too? I wonder. Oh, that could be. Ohio. Get, I don't know that. That's a good question. Get intern Kevin on that. Have him look that up. Kevin will take on it or fill up if he's available. Yeah, one of two. Let us know next week how that goes. Well, Where's the, interns the will work Ohio on the State football high school tournament played? 
locate the locale, the yes. venue. Yes. Speaking of high school, we got some high school tournaments here locally going on. Okay. Um, we got to get my trusty mouse here working. Minnesota State Baseball Tournament. All the teams are in. The games start tomorrow. Um, if you go to uh, mshsl.org, Minnesota State High School Sports League.org, their site, you can see these brackets and also get information on how to stream said games. We'll start with Class A. Last year's winner was Hayfield. They are the number one seed this year. Um, Hayfield's in there. Uh, kind of like with hockey and basketball, they seed the top five, then the rest are random draw. Hayfield got the one seed. Randolph, two. New York Mills got the three seed. Sacred Heart, four. So that's your top four seeds in there. Um, again, you can go to the website, see the entire brackets, see how we're going. Class 2A for Minnesota. Last year's champion was Glencoe Silver Lake. This year's number one seed is Fairmont High School. Uh, Wadena Deer Creek High School is number four. And I don't see Glencoe making the tournament this year. Nope. No, you know what? Watertown Mayor beat them, I think. Because we are the two seed for Watertown yes. Mayor. And Marshall School in Duluth is the three seed. Uh, so Watertown's road to the championship. They play St. Agnes High School. Then they'll play the winner of the Marshall Rose High game. Then if things go as planned, they'll probably play the one seed Fairmont. So, and all the championship games are at the Target Field. Nice. Uh, first round games: Dick Puttsfield and St. Clouds, where the first round games are for Class Two A. Okay. Three A. Last year's winner, Montemita, was a champion. This year, the number one seed is Mankato West. Montemita is the three seed. Benilde St. Margaret is two. And the four seed is St. Thomas Academy. Those games are at the Chaska Athletic Park for the first couple of rounds on those. You want to hop down and see those games for those of you in the Chaska. Nice. 4A, last year's champion, Farmington. This year's number one seed, Farmington. This year's champion in 4A will be Farmington. Um, sorry. <laughs> Two seed is Stillwater. Three and over. Four is Maple Grove. Farmington's just a really good team. I think they're going to win it pretty I don't say convincingly, but yeah, they're going to win it. That's just my two cents on it. Softball finished up already. The winners are Class A was Nicollet High School. Class 2A was Chatfield High School. Um, class 3A was Mankato West. And Class 4A was Forest Lake High School. Hmm. Golf, boys and girls is underway. Lacrosse is also starting. We'll go through those brackets real quick for boys and girls lacrosse, and it's just Class A. It's just one big happy group. Everybody's in there for a lacrosse. And I'm waiting for my computer to load, so I'm stalling. All right, here we go. Boys, Class A, number one seed in Class One A is Benilde Saint Margaret, and they'll be uh, playing Moorhead. We got the random draw. On their side of the bracket is Stillwater area and Woodbury, who were the four or five seeds. Other side, you got Farmington against the number three seed Prior Lake, and Centennial High School against the number two seed Chanhassen. So that's your boys lacrosse. Those games coming up. 
And then we got to go to the girls lacrosse. We'll see what they got to say here. They're also the same days, the 14th, 16th, and 18th for their games for lacrosse. We have one big happy bracket here. Andover plays number three seed Rosemont. Elk River Zimmerman plays number two seed Lakeville South. Other side, Gentry Warriors against number four, Benilde St. Margaret, and the Chan Hansen High School plays their number one seed against Stillwater Area High School. Other tournaments going on right now, so we got golf going on, baseball, lacrosse. Also, June 24th, the Clay Target State Tournament going on. So next week, we'll have more information on that and get back to those. Well, that's all filling out for those young boys and girls in the Clay Target shooting. We also have uh, the NBA uh, will be wrapping up here in the next couple of days for our next show next Sunday. We'll be announcing uh, the NBA championship uh, winner. I'm still looking good. So I said Golden State six. Okay. We're 2-2 right now, so I'm still looking good. Uh, You could come out a big winner there. I could come out a big Conference finals are done. We're into the Stanley Cup seven games, best of seven games. Uh, starts Wednesday, and that's Colorado Avalanche taking on uh, – is it Tampa Bay Lightning? Going for Tampa Bay Lightning, third straight Stanley Cup finals for Tampa Bay. Huge. Three huge feet. Show. Three rings. That's, uh, all I think that's left for winter sports will be uh, in a couple weeks here done. NBA will wrap up this week. Uh, in another uh, couple weeks, we'll have the Hockey NHL finals. State high school is all going to be wrapping up here soon. And um, – so then we'll we can be, concentrate on nothing but baseball for just baseball for the summer. You know, the, the other thing we've got, I think, is the Major League Baseball draft is next week, is it not? Yes. Okay, so we've got that. We'll be putting together some coverage. Uh, MLB Network does a great job covering that. Uh, if you follow yes. their app and their website, they do a great job all day for the draft covering that. And there's 40, you know, 40 rounds, and that's uh, – a lot of stuff. We've got the College World Series will be in high gear for uh, baseball. Now, is softball done? Yes. Okay, Oklahoma friends, won. I believe it was Oklahoma as your softball. Girls the softball Sooners. Team. The Sooners. So, and, uh, and the boys have just got their brackets all filed up. Um, Notre Dame surprisingly beaten Tennessee. I was watching that series over the weekend. Wow. The only thing I didn't like about it, that third game, since best of three, Notre Dame had them shiny gold helmets on like they had the football team wears. Annoyed the snot out of me. I couldn't just oh, like, really? on. just those helmets just bother me. I don't know. They couldn't it's just the, it's, a the Lutheran in me. it's a Lutheran in me. I can't stand Notre Dame. It's almost <laughs> like it's not as bad as Maryland football jerseys, though, right? Are their helmets with all the different stuff on it? <laughs> well, guess, we're I'm still bitter school. at Notre Dame for taking Lou Holtz from us back in the 80s, okay? I still hold a grudge. I'm bitter. Exactly. Well, I got an answer to the trivia. Andy. Yes, trivia question now. You know, Frank Schwindel served up that 35 mile an hour rainbow loop for a home run. The second Statcast second longest or fastest slowest pitch. Let me let me rephrase that. Slowest, slowest pitch. pitch ever. 35 miles an hour is the first. Second slowest. Do you have an answer? Do you have a guess? I'm gonna say 38. It's higher than that. The the second slowest pitch ever tracked by Statcast was forty three point nine miles an hour. That was the record, forty three, for the slowest until Schwindel busted that up with the thirty five mile an hour rainbow. 
you know, it's not my old, my old blind deaf cat shadow runs faster than that when he runs through the house. Okay, that's awfully slow. That's awfully slow. But uh, wow. you know, Statcast is good for the stats, but because they're tracking every single thing, it also is used in a negative fashion here because it's tra- they're tracking everything. Right, right. track the miles per hour on a home run. Forty-three is a second. The record breaking is thirty-five point one. I, I just, I, I just don't know how they can let this go on. But these guys have come in and, like I said, beer league softball pitching them in there. You're just making a mockery of the game. At least throw the ball. Like you're throwing from first to second. At least try to throw it. When you stand there lobbing like your kids batting, that just call the game. Well, Michael Kadire was a good guy to come in in a late game and throw because uh, and a lot of these guys are former pitchers anyway, but this was not a pitch at all from Schwindel. He, he, it was a lob. Speaking of pitchers, Max Scherzer is coming back from his rehab a little faster than anticipated. And good Lord willing, Jacob DeGrom will be making some more rehab work here. He's uh, doing some more throwing, getting ready to throw from the mound. Um, just as a reminder, as I say this, as I live and breathe and cut me open, I bleed blue and orange Mets. You know that? Yes. I have no problem with, with the Grom not coming back next year. Uh, what kind of money he's going to want? I don't know. He came up, he was drafted. Uh, he came up as a shortstop. So I know we got Lindor there, but. Jake wasn't a bad hitter when we used to have the pitchers batting. Do you, do you see how well he could play second base? And he could be an Ota- or, or, or the guy for the Angels, Otani, be like him. Play second base, pitch every now and then. Then you then you can make $25 million a year. When you're going to pitch eight games a year because you keep hurting your arm, you're not getting $25 million a year. That's an interesting uh, scenario. Why not have him play the infield and then use him more in relief uh, a few yeah. innings here and there? Or every other time in the rotation or something to come back. But you're still throwing second base. You're still getting a little arm work in. Yes, I know it's different mechanics, but throwing is throwing for getting your arm work in, I would, I would assume. Um, that's just my, again. Lots of rip also. Uh, the Mets played the Angels this last weekend. Noah Syndergaard on his Twitter. Good follow on Twitter. We kind of wailed on the Mets for their no-hitter. How it was a five-man thing and he showed off how their team did it in one pitcher. Well, Noah skipped his start this time and didn't pitch against the Mets this weekend. So a lot of Mets wow. fans are jumping down Mr. Thor there. But, you know, I'm not making excuses for my boy. I, I, I like to make excuses, though, for guys who are 6'4 and built like that. I'm going to make excuses. But he's coming off Tommy John from last year. Yeah, he's had a couple of rough outings. He's had some good outings. I don't, I don't know the example. Arm tiredness, was it he just didn't want to pitch because he thinks he'd not get to the first inning? I don't know. He's, he, he, so he pulled himself and didn't play in a start or didn't pitch in his rotations for a start. Who cares? This is the same league right now that has a guy pitching 35 miles an hour lobbing him in. So I guess that's how I kind of get over it. Well, the, oh, the wins have some questions at pitching, and they're getting by – Still in first place with a good win-loss record. They're hanging in there with guys out, injured, COVID. The good thing is this week now we should be able to get Joe Ryan back. Bailey Ober should be back uh, in seven, I think, within within a week as well. 
And so we had to use some of these spot guys to get us to get us up and over the hump. But yep. all this time we were playing AL East teams. And held their own against against Toronto and Tampa. held their own. I mean, so, the Yankees are still the Yankees. The Yankees are in the Twins' head. I don't know what yes. it is. Just something about the Yankees coming to town and the, the, the Yankees took two out of three here in the one game. The Twins won. It was like top story on the news that night. Twins beat yeah. Yankees. You know, so relax, everybody. It's one game. It's a long, it's a long season, but it's good to see these guys holding their own. They're in first place. Uh, one hundred games left. We're we're over the sixty-two games now. We're down to a less than hundred games remaining. And next thing you know, it's all going to be trade talk, all-star game. You know, next thing you know, it's going to be playoff push and wild card uh, battles. I like to see the Twins try to get a pitcher or two. Um, at least get a pitcher in the trade deadline. Um, then maybe in the offseason, you know, whoever you trade for, re-sign them for next year and get another one. You can't do the smoke and mirrors pitcher thing anymore. We need to no, get no. a big name in here. Um, that's we have to. That's all you got to do. That's how you start to right the ship. You, you showed you spent a little money on your shortstop for Carlos. Okay, that's a nice start. Let's add some now pitching now to it. And I saw a stat. Oh, Buxton had six home runs in seven games. Didn't it take like three weeks to get those seven games in though? So maybe. Yes, yeah, it, you're yeah, right. You, you got a lot of money in Buxton, but can you it was seven games. Game pitcher? Not seven days, but yeah, seven games over like a three-week period. Twenty-one days or something. So I know we signed Buxton to a lot of money, but if everybody thinks he's that great, can you get a pitcher for him? Is someone gonna take a chance on him? Who knows? Yeah, you got a lot of money tied up in him, which might prevent you from getting a good pitcher because you're paying Buxton umpteen million for a long time, which was. A mistake. I, I said it was a mistake before you got the word Byron signed on the contract. I'm just not a fan of his. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's not a hundred million dollar player like he signed for though. Unless a hundred millions over like seventy three years. Nice. Um, there I said it. That's all I've got. I think for the sports. Do you have anything else for high school, college? No. Like I said, the college stuff has started up. Uh, we'll have more stuff in that midweek. Just keep watching our social media platforms. Um, a couple three weeks ago on our blog page, Jason Inc. made up a, a Inkamania wrestling pay-per-view card. Okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow, him and I will go over the results on Twitter. Um, so listen for that tomorrow afternoon. Going through the bracket. Go through his card there and see who won what for wrestling, what his dream matches, and then the dream winner card. I see. Card. I see. So see how all that goes. And then also um, NASCAR is in full season. We haven't talked about that much this year. Daniel Suarez uh, got his first win from Monterey. He's from Monterey, Mexico. Um, so road course. Lots of different names changing in the guard in NASCAR. So you try to watch it. And you used to watch it like four or five years ago. So change of the guard. You're not going to recognize a lot of the names. So be patient. And they're still good guys. You just got to learn who's who now. So the guys you used to watch are announcing. So you got to. Sure. A little change of the guard there. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning in Colorado. Tampa Bay in five. Tampa Bay in five. Okay. Starts it all kicks off Wednesday this week, so uh, that should be good. That's all I've got. All I've got, I think. So. All right. Have a good week, everyone. See ya. See ya.